but but God had this habit of meeting with people in significant ways when God's people gather together in one place for a reason. You're listening to Seeking More, a winter conference podcast, a space where we go beyond the topics you hear at our annual conferences and seek to explore more with people who are passionate about continuing the conversation. Here are your hosts, Rachel and Daniel. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Seeking More. As we get closer to this year's Winter Conference, we're counting down the days. Just a little note, this episode was recorded a few months ago, but we thought that this week was the perfect time to release it. While some of the comments are slightly dated, we are excited for you to hear from this week's special guest. We hope that this episode encourages you as we prepare for Winter Conferences all across the country. Enjoy! Today on our episode, we have Patrick Martin, and we are really eager and excited to hear from him, his role, and what he's excited about for Winter Conference. So why don't you uh, allow us in the audience to connect with you a little bit, Patrick, and just tell us um, some of your role um, right now, and then we'll get into Winter Conference in a second. Yeah, sure. Uh, So yeah, my name is Patrick. Uh, I live in Spartanburg, South Carolina, in the southeast of the United States. Um, Got uh, a growing family. My uh, wife and I were coming up on celebrating eight years of marriage, and uh, I work with a great, great group of students uh, around uh, the Greenville-Spartanburg area of South Carolina, and I also serve as the National Director of Winter Conference, which essentially just means that I get to work with a great team of designers and directors that are shaping and crafting spaces for students to meet Jesus all around the country. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, can you share more about your role uh, with Winter Conference and how you kind of came into that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so so honestly, I sort of fell into it. Um, years ago, my wife and I were serving overseas in Eastern Europe um, uh, with working with high school students and college students, and uh, things sort of went sideways. Um, we uh, came back home really suddenly, didn't expect it to happen. Um, I was asking myself, uh, I was asking God a lot about why this happened, and um, sort of in the meantime, while I was waiting, Uh, on some answers. An opportunity came to help with the Winter Conference in Greensboro. Um, They needed someone to help with the social medias, as as they call them. And I was breathing, and I guess I had an Instagram account, so they thought maybe uh, maybe I could do something with it. And uh, that role sort of began expanding into working with uh, design for the conference, uh, working with um, vendors for things like t-shirts and creative elements and so on. And and then, you know, really uh, began to expand into sort of the world of marketing. Um, around that time, uh, our winter conferences went from being um, different expressions, all with different names, uh, all with sort of different uh, planning structures and things like that. And over time, uh, really um, uh, morphed or, or sort of uh, transitioned to having sort of the, the winter conference brand that, that we um 
have today for our winter conferences, really. One conference that's expressed in seven uh, different locations around the country. Um, so I uh, was invited to be a part of that team uh, to help uh, navigate that process. And um, I guess that, that's been about three or four years now working on the team. And so it, it's been a joy. Um, again, I, I often find myself feeling like I'm the least talented person in the room. And uh, it's just sort of my job to sort of coordinate and, and help um, these really, really neat people um, collaborate and, and do their jobs. So does that make sense? Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I'm glad that after kind of that hard, unexpected transition, um, you found this, well, the role found you. And um, yeah. it's been really good for you. I know those transitions and those things can be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really cool to see even how it's changed over time. You mentioned before there's like different names and different for the different conferences. And now yeah. it's just um, one Um, So going along with Unity and everybody being able to kind of experience the same conference. um, So nobody gets FOMO, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's very exciting. That's cool. I'm I'm curious, like, uh, what what was Winter Conference like for you, you know, when you experienced it? You know, like, uh, maybe your first time doing it, like, what you remember really fondly about it. Yeah. Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so I was a uh, sophomore at the University of Missouri. Um, I had um, heard about Winter Conference from some other folks that were in my dorm. I was going to this little small group Bible study. Uh, This happened on the uh, fifth floor uh, of Gillette Hall at the University of Missouri. And all these uh, students were saying, hey, we're going to Denver uh, for a week. And I'd never been to Denver. And that was like 12 hours away. And and everything, but you know, uh, foam was real. And so they were going and I had began to experience some pretty significant life change and transformation, was excited about the changes that were happening in my life. So I said, well, I'll go, I'll tr- check it out. So I went to Denver Christmas Conference, that's what it was called back then. And, um, you know, one of the things I remember more than, well, you know, one of the things I do remember is uh, wondering, hey, do I fit here? You know, there's 800 students. Um, all of them seem to know the place, be familiar with it, and a lot more familiar with it than me. So how do I fit in? Um, am I going to miss out on something? Am I going to get invited to, to all the stuff that happens? So I remember those nerves uh, very, very clearly. And that honestly really shapes a lot about how we think crafting um, our programs at our winter conferences so that nobody does unnecessarily feel like an outsider. Um, But I also remember hearing from a speaker, his name is Brian Loritz, um, and uh, I I remember I was sitting right next to to my best friend, Reagan Griffin, uh, and and Brian was talking, and and he was talking about um, the challenge of walking with Jesus for a lifetime. And he makes the point, he says, you know, there's lots of people in the scriptures that, that start well, but not very many people finish well. Uh... And I remember looking over to my left at my friend Reagan, and there was just sort of this moment, you know, we didn't really exchange words, but it was sort of an understanding that we wanted to finish well. We wanted to walk with Jesus for a lifetime. We wanted this spiritual journey that we had begun to be something that that characterized the rest of our lives. 
And, and honestly, uh, every single year, um, halfway through the summer, um, for some reason, that, that, that memory comes to mind. And so Winter Conference plays a big part, uh, has a special place in my heart because of the trajectory that it set me on. Yeah, wow. Thanks for sharing that. Can you, uh, as I think about, you know, the students that might be listening, can you uh, speak more into like what it's like when you felt like you were scared you wouldn't fit in, uh, what your place yeah. would be with all those people? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think since the beginning, since the garden, we, we've all struggled um, uh, to with the lie that, that you're the one person that, that God doesn't have a plan for. You're the misfit. You're the one person who doesn't belong. Um, you better go uh, and figure something else out for you. And I think that lie uh, chases students hardcore, even to this day. Um, and the crazy thing is, is that every single year, about half of the people that show up at a winter, lo- winter conference location, they're brand new. It's their first time. And so you've got this whole room of people. Half of them are old heads, but half of them are brand new. And so anytime you have that environment, everyone thinks that they're the most new person, right? They're, they think everyone else knows this better than me. So um, what, what right do I have to, to welcome somebody else, you know? And, and so the thing I encourage um, the students that, that I get to help take to Greensboro every year um, is to find a buddy. Um, to remember that you belong here. If, if you wound up here, if you got through all the obstacles at the car ride, getting your parents to sign off on it, the payment, all those kinds of things, you're supposed to be here. Um, and uh, one other thing I remind them is that only you have your story. I think a lot of folks show up sort of they've they've heard, you know, from somebody else. Oh, man, this is this incredible life changing experience I had last year. You're going to have the same story. And uh, it makes me think about, um, uh, I'm a little, a little geeky uh, here, but uh, one of the Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe um, uh, books, Prince Caspian, Lucy, she goes back to Narnia. She meets Aslan. She has all these expectations about, you know, when Aslan's going to show up, and it doesn't happen the same way. Aslan comes next to her, and he says, hey, nothing ever happens the same way twice. And uh, so, so my encouragement to students is that, um, don't don't distract yourself by by wishing and hoping for somebody else's experience, but let the God who continually creates new things give you the experience that He wants to give you, um, and uniquely you. And what would you say to the uh, students who are thinking about coming back? You know, the ones that have yeah. the seniors maybe who are like, I've gone three or four times already. Probably already know sure. everything to expect. Yeah, what would you say to them? Sure, sure. Yeah, I would say God never does anything the same way twice again. And I personally, I think about this gal named Meredith. Um, She went to North Carolina State University. Uh, She went four times in a row. I mean, she was, you know, one of the the diehards kind of thing. And uh, I remember getting to talk with her about it and getting to listen to her story. And, And she began to just unpack, you know, hey, my first year I went as a scared freshman. Hardly knew anybody. And this is how God met me there. My second year, I went as a sophomore, and I took some people with me, um, and I sort of thought I was just there for those freshmen to take them along, but but man, God had something to teach me about the world and the needs around the world that I just didn't expect at all, and she continued talking about each year uh, sort of this unique way that God wanted to intersect her life, and so I would say that, um, that, that God 
doesn't waste our investment. You know, when we sort of set apart a time, when we sort of say, hey, I want to invest a significant section of my time, sort of consecrate, that's an old timey word, but sort of set it apart for, for you, God. Um, he, he has this way of not uh, letting us down. He has this way of showing up. Um, but then I'd also say that there is a point where there are those that, that need an older person to come and be a guide for them. Uh, that I, I just think of freshmen and freshmen and freshmen and transfer student and just person who's new. And, and so often it's not the, you know, the fancy app that, that, that got them through the conference. It's not the great, you know, manual or, or you know, um, you know, signage that, that helped them have a great time and everything. It was a friend who had been, you know, before who, who sort of walked them through, recommended, hey, go to this seminar, listen to this person, check out this neat uh, creative uh, expression opportunity. Um, and so, yeah, I would say one, uh, God will meet you and, and will probably surprise you. Um, but but second, you have a unique opportunity to, to be a guide to, to those who, who are new. Yeah, that's really cool. I think it's it's really uh, great to not just think of it as like a consumer and that you can really give back and uh, participate in these conferences. Yeah. 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 So as we look ahead to this upcoming winter conference, it may seem to me, who's not so much a planner, like silly <laughs> to even be thinking ahead that far. Um, but yeah. how are you um, like thinking ahead for winter conference and like, what has you excited um, for the next couple months as, as it leads into this time? Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, a lot of people think that way. They're like, Patrick, well, I mean, why are you meeting with people about Winter Conference right now? It's hot. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Uh, and I totally get that. Um, I, I think here's the big idea, though, is if you want to maintain something, that's right. You can just sort of press repeat on something and, and just say, hey, let's just do what we did last year. Um, hope something sticks and should be good, you know. And that's true. I mean, good things will happen if we just sort of said, hey, it's November. What do we want to do for these winter conferences? Good stuff would happen and, and, and um, probably be a lot of the great same things that, that have always happened. And, and those are really valuable. But when we want to think about innovating, when we want to think about, again, making the conference a place where every uh, follower of Jesus uh, feels like they belong, when we want somebody, regardless of their gender or their ethnicity, to feel like, hey, there's a place for me here, um, it takes a step back. It takes us thinking long term about how we execute change. Um, some of the things I'm really excited about this year, uh, one in particular, uh, is something we're calling paths. Um, and so paths are uh, sort of a, a flexible approach to customizing a conference for wherever you're at on your spiritual journey. And so we prototyped this at some of our locations. Uh, we did it for a couple of years at the Fort Worth or Dallas conference. Um, you probably hear my children in the background right now. I feel like that one uh, BBC reporter, you know, who has the kids like that jump in and, you know, the other parent dives in and pulls them out. Uh, but, but anyway, so, so paths are, are customized content so that somebody, um, regardless of where they're at in their spiritual journey or even in their college career, um, has something that's uniquely tailored to their experience. And so I'll give you an example of one of them. It's the explore path. 
You know, there's lots of students that are captivated by the person of Jesus. They're intrigued by him, but but they aren't really actively following him yet. They aren't sure. They're like, what's this whole Jesus Christianity thing all about? And uh, we want there to be a space uh, for those students at, at our conferences. We feel like that's pretty rare that there aren't a lot of conference spaces that say, hey, if, if you're intrigued by the person of Jesus, but but you want a safe space to figure out what following him's like, no one's going to rush you, push you faster than you want to go kind of thing. Um, and so we're crafting that. We're expanding that to all seven winter conference locations this year. It's called the Explore Path. Um, you mentioned the person who's been four times or three times. They're approaching their senior year. Or they've even graduated, and they're looking at the workforce post-college life. We've also created the Beyond Path. And so the Beyond Path is built for the person who's not thinking about college anymore, but they're thinking about what comes next. Uh, we know for so many people that are involved in some sort of Jesus community in college, oftentimes they don't continue that journey after college, or at least they struggle a lot in the first couple of years because they don't have that community anymore. No one's come alongside them and said, hey, let's think about what is it going to take for you to thrive spiritually post-graduation. Um, and so the Beyond Path uh, is specifically designed for those folks. We're partnering with uh, Cruise City Ministry uh, to uh, design this, this uh, path. Uh, so we've got people that are practitioners that are working with folks right out of college in urban centers around the country, and they're the ones that are designing the content um, for uh, the, the seven conferences for the Beyond Path. The other two are the Inspire uh, Path and then the Multiply Path. Inspire's designed for someone who's been walking with Jesus for a little bit, um, but, but they want to learn sort of what's next for them. How do I grow in my spiritual practices? How do I learn how um, to talk about Jesus in a way that's not weird or awkward with my friends? How to uh, navigate relationships? how to navigate um, uh, the pressing issues of life uh, as a follower of Christ. And, and then the multiply path is really designed for someone who's like, you know, I, I, I think I've got, you know, I haven't arrived, but, but I think I have sort of this basic walking with Jesus thing down. How do I help other people do the same? I, I think so many of us uh, want to make an impact in others' lives. Uh, but we don't know how to. We don't know how to make an impact back on campus. We think we, we have to be a, a trained professional to do so. So the Multiply Path is designed to help sophomores, juniors, seniors, wherever you're at in your spiritual journey, know how to multiply your faith. So I'm really excited about that this year. I'm excited about it. I'm like, oh, I want to look at all of those paths. Like that yeah. sounds yeah. so <laughs> exciting. And even really just ties back to what you were saying about there's a place for everybody so the people yep. that are coming because their friend uh, did kind of bamboozle them into coming and they're just <laughs> curious about God, like, can have the safe space to explore. Um, and it's just really great to see that God wants everybody to be able to have a chance to experience him and how Winter Conference yeah. is really setting that up so that everybody feels at home on some some level. Um, and these paths yeah. are a great way to really connect students wherever they're at. Um, so it doesn't have to feel like the pressure to have that same life-changing experience as their friend. Like, God will give them their own because there's a place for them there. Um, but even with all yeah. of that, it's I'm really excited. I'm ready to go. Uh, what would you say to a student who's on the fence about going and kind of unsure? Sure, sure. Um, I would invite them to be really honest about why they're unsure. You know, um, I, I think... Um, I think faith is a lot like a diving board. 
you know, um, think about, you know, it's summertime right now and there's tons of kids that are doing swim lessons or they're at the community center or they're at the YMCA and uh, someone's egged them to uh, egged them on to go up to the diving board and uh, they're sort of looking at it. I remember, gosh, when I was little, my grandparents took me to the swimming pool and just being scared as all get out from jumping in. You know, I saw these other kids doing it, saw them having fun, doing the cannonball, doing the dive, you know, whatever. And I was just scared of all, it's all get out of, of jumping off. And so I think, I think it, it's really worth it to think through honestly, what is it that's keeping me from jumping in? What am I scared of? Um, is I, am I scared of the fact that I'm going to show up and, and it's just not going to be worth it? Uh, or I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to feel like a weirdo. I'm going to feel like an outsider. Um, uh, is it finances uh, for, for a lot of folks with the rising cost of, of education um, in, in the states? Uh, finances are a major obstacle. We don't want to pretend that they aren't. We are honest about that, that, that this is a significant investment. Uh, it's why there's scholarships available. It's why um, people raise money across the country to help students that, that do have financial needs get to conferences like this. Um, and I know that, that to just admit that you need a scholarship, man, that's a, that's a big faith step sometimes. That's a jumping off the diving board um, all in itself, reaching out and saying, hey, I think this thing could make a difference, but I just, I'm, I'm strapped and I don't have the money to do it. So um, I think those are some of the obstacles. Um, you know, I think sometimes there's even things like, hey, it's over this time where my family does a ski trip. I, I never did a ski trip. My folks weren't the kinds of folks that could afford a ski trip, but some people do that. Uh, or it just might be, hey, this is when our family gets together for New Year's Eve and we just have this, this special celebration that we always have every year. Uh, that's significant. We aren't downplaying that those aren't worthwhile, worthy things. Um, but, but I think one thing that we see in the scriptures is that God has this habit of gathering people together for significant moments. In fact, the, the people of God in the Old Testament, all of them would gather together three times a year. They'd all get in one central place. Back then, it cost probably a lot more financially to strap, you know, stuff on your donkey, to take a five-day trip, you know, across the desert and, and get somewhere. Um, we'll think it's worth it. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. I think even we were sharing about the fact that every student across the country gets to experience this together, that yeah. they're all part of this big event. And then even at each event, there's so many things catered specifically to the questions they're asking, whether they're a new believer or just exploring or about to exit college. So I'm really excited and I'm, I'm just so thankful that you're able to think through this and um, uh, lead us in um, this new change and like, making Winter Conference really a uh, value add for students. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, we asked the question, hey, there's so many great podcasts out there. We're on a podcast right now. So many ways for students to get incredible content that, that's tailored to wherever they're at in their spiritual journey. So why in the world is it worth it uh, to, to put together all of the man hours uh, and woman hours to, to pull off these conferences? Why is it worth it for students to travel uh, long distances, to pay lots of money when they could download you know, a great podcast episode for free. They can pull up something on YouTube. Um, I think one of the things that I've been unpacking and, and processing over the past year is that we were really made to experience spiritual growth in sort of an embodied experience that goes outside of just intellectual cognition. 
you know, um, our, our five senses are meant to be engaged. God made us. He gave us five of them um, so that we, we can connect with him uh, across the board um, as physical beings, not just floating brains. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, some of our best memories uh, happen when it's not just our heads thinking great thoughts. I think about, you know, for those of us that, that practice uh, the Thanksgiving meal as a part of our, you know, sort of family rhythms and everything. You think about the smells of whatever that that wonderful meal, whether it's the mac and cheese, uh, if you grew up in one home, or is the stuffing or the turkey or whatever it might have been. Um, uh, that's that's an essential part of the family experience. And so one of the things I've been, again, thinking about is that, you know, these winter conferences, they aren't just really cool conferences with a, a great band and a captivating speaker. I mean, we can get that through Spotify any day of the week. But, but it, it's really about an embodied experience that, that leads to lasting transformation. Um, what a, a great, great teacher named Francis Chan, he, he, he says this, he says that we just don't grow uh, without intentional investment and determination. Um, and, and so that's our hope is that people, as they set aside time, significant parts, sort of get rid of the distractions, um, that, that they would meet God in significant ways. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It just makes me think of the word consecrate again, right? Like you were saying, just set yeah. this time apart. Um, and how much different the experience will be than if I'm by myself listening to something on headphones. Like it's a totally different experience being with hundreds. I don't know how many students can be at one, but just so many students at once being able to experience something just gives it a lot of yeah. magnitude and, and importance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, a, a recent book that was written called, uh, I'm looking at my bookshelf, it's called The World Beyond Your Head, and it talks about how we're living today in what's called an attention economy, where there's just thing after thing just grabbing out for our attention, and we are just such a distracted people. And, and so you, you think about sort of setting aside four days and saying, hey, God, I'm here. And, you know, the crazy thing is he's been there the whole time. You know, it's not whether <laughs> it's not whether he's he's there, but but we say, you know what, God, you've been here. And, and for these four days, I'm here. Um, what would you have to say to me? And he's not silent. Um, so that's what we're hoping to carve out is a place where the distractions can be put aside for a moment uh, and uh, in, a, in a safe community with people that really want your best. Um you can experience God and, and sort of take the next step, learn learn what kind of impact he wants to uh, have through you as you go back home. Yeah. Do you personally have a favorite, um, or maybe not favorite, but just like a, a memory that really stands out either as a student or as staff, like a moment with God um, at a winter conference that you'd be willing to share with us? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sort of getting up there and I've been at like, yeah, plus 10 of these right now. And so every year I have a few, um, you know what, I'll share this one. Um, so, uh, a lot of times sort of, as we get towards the end, I'll hang out in the main ballroom and just sort of find a spot where I can sort of watch all of our, uh, folks that are volunteering, working the conference, all the students that are there. And, you know, it, it, it's been building all week long, you know, as people have um, sort of laid down their nervousness, felt more comfortable, significant things have happened in their lives. And so that last night is such a 
hmm, celebratory environment and, and atmosphere. And, um, and so I love to camp out there and just sort of watch. And, and oftentimes um, at the end of, of the week, we invite people to respond to whatever God's shown them that week, whatever they've heard, um, you know, God's showing different things to different people all throughout the week. And so we invite people to respond. Uh, we say, hey, um, you know, do you want to consecrate your life? Do you want to, again, sort of almost like a, a wedding uh, vow renewal, you know, like, hey, you came in here walking with Jesus, but we know that it's not a given that you, you're going to continue doing that. So do you want to continue doing that? Do you want to continue consecrating yourself? And so I just remember sitting in the back. Uh, this was maybe two years ago in Greensboro. And uh, uh, the band was playing. Uh, many students were, were, were sort of making these expressions of surrender and response. Um, but at the exact same time, I saw some of our staff working the booth, uh, sort of the audiovisual communication, social media. They're just having the time of their life, just partying back there. And, um, and they should be dog tired, right? They should be just about to just, just sort of plug in away, mailing it in, sort of finishing up because they've been working long, long hours trying to uh, help this conference be excellent all week long. But they're having the time of their life. And uh, for me, I just, I, I'm a crier. And so I have tears just streaming down my face watching this because I, I, I'm seeing this community of joy that's emerged over the week. You know, as God has met with us in a significant way, as those who have worked and those who have just come to receive, we're really a community where we're sharing it together. And so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, I, I love, I love our volunteers. I love our staff. I love those that, that um, work so hard to make these moments uh, really significant. And, and I just love when I see God pouring out his joy in both those that show up to the conference as scared first timers and those that have invested year after year. So, so I don't know if that's the story you were looking for, but, but it was the one that popped in my head when you asked the question. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, that's really encouraging for me to hear as well. And um, just such a beautiful picture to be able to, come to a place and experience joy in that way. Because yeah. um, as short as our attention spans may be as well, um, depression and anxiety, and there's just so many things that are prevalent in college yeah. students and just across the board in our culture. Um, so what a beautiful thing to know that the joy of the Lord is real and present and, and yeah. can be experienced so tangibly. So I really appreciate you sharing that story. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're so right. Uh, you know, again, one of the things I love about getting to take students that I know their individual stories each year to Winter Conference um, is that when I, I see them um, having an experience, I try to let them have their experience on their own. I try not to be sort of like the, you know, helicopter dad sort of poking in on them. I want to let them experience it. But I'll have these sort of moments where I sort of just pop my head over and look in a room at a seminar and, and see one of these students that I know their story. I know the depression, I know what their home life's like, I know what what battles they're fighting. And, and to see them experience real hope and joy and transformation, man, it makes it, it just makes it so worth it. Um, so yeah, you're right, these students, they're fighting real battles. Um, maybe like never before, it, it sure feels like it when we look at the stats uh, as far as mental health and emotional health and, and, and so on. Um, Man, it's a joy to get to carve out spaces where they experience hope and, and, and really are set on maybe a new trajectory towards healing and life with God. Yeah, mm. definitely. Cool. Yeah. Thanks so much, um, 
I just feel so touched by your heart uh, for students, for transformation. And it's so exciting for us to um, uh, keep going and um, share what's going to come uh, this winter. So just appreciate mm -hmm. all your words, your wisdom and your insight. Yeah, it's a, a huge task and undertaking. And we're grateful for you and your team and all the work that goes into it so many months in advance <laughs> yeah. so that uh, students can come and experience something new uh, each time. And we're just really grateful for you. And um, we're going to be praying for you guys uh, in the months leading up to Winter Conference. And it's just uh, really exciting uh, to think about. And we're grateful. Um, and we would just love... Hey, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. So what, what are some... Do you have a Do you have a winter conference story? Oh, let's see. Let's see. I can go. Yeah, go. Okay. <laughs> so it's similar to yours. Like um, uh, the winter conferences I go to, you know, the last night there's always like a kind of a talent show or like a a little thing where the students kind of organize it. And uh, it was this one year, and it was just in this really small room, and everyone just packed in there. And I went there late because I had something else to do beforehand, and I just get in there. You smell all the students. You just like it. Just smells like hundreds and hundreds of uh, of college students. Ah, uh, the and, aroma of college. Yeah. But but no one cared. It was just like the most uncomfortable physical place you could be, but the most emotionally joyful place you could be, and it was so worth mm. it. You know, it was just that visceral um, juxtaposition. It was it was just amazing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I. I'm on staff with Destino and this past winter conference for us, actually, um, we had a worship um, team come in for the first uh, couple sessions um, and the students like rushed to the front as if it's like this crazy rock concert um, and students were just so into it and so, again, just joyful and excited um, jumping up and down that I was standing a few rows back. I could literally feel the ground shaking um, in this hotel uh, in Orlando. So it was just a really beautiful sight to witness, again, just that joy and students be able to let go of insecurities of how they might look or um, what friends might think and to just see like everyone around them is dancing and having an amazing time just praising God. Um, yeah. So I think that has been a highlight, um, a recent one even, and it was just, yeah, really memorable. That's great. Thank you guys for all the work that you're doing. I mean, really, there's uh, quite literally thousands of volunteers and full-time workers that are that are making these winter conferences happen. You know, we can put all sorts of plans on a whiteboard and and, and things like that, but but it's staff and volunteers and, and others that, that show up a day or two before and work 24 hours straight, it feels like sometimes, or, or someone who just shows up to, to ask somebody, hey, how are you doing? How did that talk hit you? How did that session resonate with you? That, that we're, that's where the life change really happens. So, so thank you both for, for all that you're doing uh, to make these uh, conferences so special. Gosh, <laughs> thanks. Thank <you>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, appreciate your time, uh, everything you shared. Um, just one last question for you. Uh, what's one sure. word that you could use to describe how you feel about this upcoming winter conference? One word that describes 
Oh, gosh. Okay. I ask people these kinds of one-word questions all the time. You can ask our team, and I'm sure they're tired of me asking it, so I hate when the, the tables, it's fitting that the tables would be turned on me. Uh, okay, so one word on how I feel about this year's Winter Conference. Um, can I do a little uh, hyphen word, a little, little cram them up next to each other? We'll allow it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I hope this doesn't sound super Sunday schooly or, or anything like that for those that do Sunday schooly things. But uh, yeah, I think I think spirit reliant. Um, you just you have a sense that it's like you know we could we could ship in all the lights and pay all the money for all the hot names and things like that and. You know, we could just get a crowd going kind of thing at all these locations. But but if anything of significance is going to happen at these seven locations, um, we actually need the God of the universe to show up. And that's a pretty audacious thing uh, to hope for. Um, so, yeah, uh, you just have a sense that you don't want to waste people's time. You know, they pay hundreds of dollars to show up and then they they give up time with, with family or they give up, you know, precious free time at home. You want it to be worth their while so desperately. And so, yeah, we're, we're reliant on the spirit, on God's spirit who raised Jesus from the dead uh, to show up. And uh, the good thing about that is we have good reason to expect that he will. So it gives me hope as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's been such a pleasure, Patrick, and we just thank you for your time and willingness to um, engage with us about this, um, share some of yourself um, and about the future with Winter Conference. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. To find out more about how you can be a part of Winter Conference, follow us on Instagram or Facebook and check out our website at winterconference.org. 